find out what's inside that church. From producer J.J. Abrams, critics are calling Overlord a thrilling combination of action and horror. And now it's 93% fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. Overlord, rated R, in theaters and IMAX November 9th, directed by Julia Savory. Hey, podcast listeners, this is your humble host, Michael Smalley, and I just wanted to take a moment of your time before the show gets going to remind you about our online membership. It is an incredible resource to help you build a better relationship where we have taken all of our best video series and converted them into online courses. You can check out how to become a member at smalleyinstitute.com. My wife and I were on a vacation for her family's reunion. We were there for an entire week, but Amy's mother asked me to do something that I'll never let go. It was, in my opinion, extremely obnoxious and way outside of my comfort zone. I felt trapped. I felt betrayed. And somehow, somehow, I still managed to have fun on that family vacation because of something that I've been teaching now for over 20 years. Coming up on Smalley Marriage Radio, I'm going to divulge what my mother-in-law asked of me and how I overcame such a terrible request but still managed to have fun on the trip. Welcome to the show, everyone. I am your humbly betrayed host, Michael Smalley, along with my co-host, Seth Johnson. You seemed like you're getting a little like worked up there. Like I was teary eyed at the end. It was there were tears starting to come. Do I need to hold you? I mean, we you know we mentioned this a lot because you and I are fairly inappropriate people. Yes, and so it is humorous that we are under the kids and family category <laughs> on iTunes <laughs> and everywhere else. But I don't know if I should even share what this thing was. I mean, it's bad. Well, I mean on this. On a scale of like, I need you to like rub my bunions to <laughs> murder someone, kill someone. Like, yeah. Oh, it, it was, was it was murder someone. It Is was that what you're bad. <laughs> no. So, uh, you know, audience, I, we we want to be honest and authentic with you, but I may have semi misled you in that introduction. <laughs> what? That's so unusual of you, Michael. <laughs> I don't ever over exaggerate. Here's what's funny. And sad, simultaneously, <laughs> is that for me, it really was a big deal. Yeah. And so that's kind of why I wanted to play it up even more, because I know people are going to judge me harshly when they find out what this thing was. And <laughs> more I probably than they already was, judge you. Yeah. I, <laughs> could they judge me any more than they already judge <laughs> I, me? I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't know. So, okay, here, let, let, but before I get there, man, we are like full of cliffhangers. Today, people yeah. are going to listen the entire episode because before I divulge what my mother-in-law requested of me, the reason I'm sharing the story is because we have a question from one of our listeners. Mm-hmm. And this person asked, when you take a time out during, quote, fun times, you're enjoying each other and the activities at hand. But during a time out at home, do you separate yourselves from each other to cool down 
or do you strive to achieve everyday normalcy in the timeout process? Mm. So this is good question. It was that question that sparked the memory, the trauma. <laughs> dare I say? Is that why you were curled in a fetal position when I walked in the room? Yes, sucking my thumb. <laughs> that is exactly why. I didn't understand the diaper though. But. I know. <laughs> Well, they have adult diapers. I thought that was everyone was doing it, so I got some. <laughs> Tried it out. It is not okay. <laughs> yeah. It feels very uncomfortable. So, okay. I guess it's time for the big reveal. Ooh, it's like we're one of those HGTV shows. People are going to be so disappointed. I know. Just like on HGTV. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, look, it's another mop. <laughs> oh, nice. So, we were at my wife's, Amy. At her family, her mother's, I think primarily her mother's family reunion down. We didn't live in Texas at the time, so we were visiting from Branson. And I just got to say, you know, on my defense, okay. her mother's maiden name is Savage. <laughs> so th- just throw that out there. Just putting it out there for <laughs> everyone to hear. So you were at a family of Savages? Yes, from central Oklahoma and Arkansas. Okay. Savages, descended. Upon Houston area. And traditionally, I never felt very comfortable at these family reunions because I did not grow up going to family reunions. Yeah, much like myself. Yeah, I I, I know very few of my extended family, which actually saddens me now. I wish I was better. I've I've actually started to reconnect with like a second cousin. Well, I mean, at least you have extended family. You don't even have extended family? Both my parents are only children. No. So what? No, grew up no aunts, no uncles, no cousins. That's crazy. Yeah. So we had like that explains a lot about you. The, and then so on top of that, we lived in Florida when all of the, like extended relatives lived in Texas and Oklahoma. So even like so they further isolated. Which yeah, I get it now. <laughs> You're like that was a wise choice, Terry and Shirley. <laughs> yes. So I. <sighs> I usually felt uncomfortable. Not very nice people. Good yeah. extended family, but very southern. I grew up, you know, born in Chicago, but grew up on the west, you know, in the west in Arizona. Mm-hmm. And all my extended family was from Southern California, like my parents. Mm-hmm. And so I just didn't fit in very well culturally. And so we're at this family reunion. And there's like 80, 90 people. That's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, you know, families pulling in. I'll never forget one of her. I don't know who this lady was, an aunt, someone, but she was really old. She came up and she said, hey, boy. That's how she sounded. <laughs> hey, boy. You yeah, haven't get myself out of it. I went, whoa. Yeah, I'd love to help you. You know, very sweet lady. So I open up her trunk to help, I'm assuming, get luggage. Mm-hmm. And it was filled with uh, arsenal weapons. Filled with arsenal. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I didn't. How do you describe a trunk full of 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 rifles and assault rifles and hunting and handguns? How do you describe said trunk? It was an arsenal. Yeah, it really. Oh, I thought you were mocking me. I mean, I was. You just oh. used it improperly. It's fine. I still love you. It was an arsenal of weaponry. Yeah. So just a plethora so like, of whoa. guns. Which I love guns. I shoot yeah. guns. I've hunted. Got nothing against it. But I get a little freaked out by a trunk full of guns. <laughs> by, by a grandma. Yeah. <laughs> And so, yeah, essentially a grandmother. So everyone's there. Everyone's eating. Everyone's having a great time. Again, everyone's super sweet. 
And then my mother-in-law comes up to me. And this was like on a Wednesday. Mm -hmm. And she says, hey, Michael, would you be open to preaching to the family on Sunday? (laughs) (laughs) What's funny is the last show we just did was on negative beliefs. Mm-hmm. I had a tremendous negative belief. <laughs> like immediately, the first time I had was, "Oh, you don't want me to preach." Yeah, like you will not like how I preach because I, I am, I'm not sure how to word that. They are more conservative and traditional. <laughs> yes, I, on the other hand, sound like a drunken sailor when I'm preaching. That's not true. That's not true at all. I'm being goofy, but I'm not as conservative. You are not. The, I wasn't raised the Southern Baptist, the archetype Southern Baptist preacher, no. which they are used to, which is exactly what they're used to, which is totally fine. Yeah. But my negative belief was you, you will hate my preaching style because I try to bring humor. Right. I try to get interesting. Yeah. Are you reading other articles on your computer right no. now? No. Yes, you are. I am not. I know you are. I'm <laughs> negative believing you right now. I want to look. Uh huh. Were you Show looking notes. at notes? No, you clicked something. <laughs> you totally. You did the wow. boss button. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> so anyways, uh, she's like, hey, would you preach to the family? And I think she was excited. Felt like she really desired a Billy Graham kind of moment. Yeah. Because I'm imagining maybe there was family she was thinking of that she would want to have a relationship with Christ, Mm -hmm. yada, yada, yada. I'm like, "Mm, So complete great intentions on her end. Totally. Yeah. That was the big horrible thing I was asked to do, preach. (laughs) I mean, mean, that is horrible because, I mean, you're a preacher. I'm a preacher. Yeah. So obviously I'm not a plumber, right, Where which would be a little strange if you go to your plumber (laughs) son-in-law like, hey, I want you to preach Sunday. Uh, I've never spoken in front of a live audience. So it's obviously it's what I do. Right. I've been doing it forever. And so it was not a weird request. But for me, my negative beliefs got so out of control that my fear was they're just going to hate it. And I've never done a good job really unpacking my emotions about it. I probably felt like I'd get judged or I'd be Mm -hmm. a disappointment. I wouldn't meet expectations. Um that was probably the biggest thing. Have you had you ever at that point preached in front of your in-laws? No. Yeah. No, I don't even think they'd ever come and see me preach at yeah, that point. Yeah, so this would be like the inaugural, not an ideal yeah. place. Well, and I try to get out of it. Gracious, I'm like, oh, no, Paulie and I, yeah. And, and I mean, this is how badly, because you know I'm traditionally an avoider. Right. I so didn't want to preach that I literally came out and said, I don't want to do that. I'm so sorry. It's huge for you. But I'm not going to do that. And she was like, oh, and she never pushes back, but she pushed back. Oh, but I really want you to. I went, okay. I I get it, but honestly, I have to pass. That'd be so uncomfortable. I mean, I never am honest about my feelings, (laughs) and I'm going for it for the first time in my life, and she won't back off. (laughs) And then I foolishly use sarcasm. I'm like, Pauline, what do you want me to do? Like, I'm imagining the worst scenario. For that Sunday, yeah, setup for me preaching. I'm like, what do you want me to do? Like, drag a stool, this stool. I was standing by a stool. Drag the stool over, put it in the middle of the living room, and just preach to everyone standing. She's like, oh, that's perfect. <laughs> That'd be awesome. I went, oh no. So at that point, I finally shut down and realized I'm not getting anywhere. So I went back to the hotel, <laughs> and my wife was in our hotel room. I went, hey, 
you're not going to believe this. And this is one of the funniest parts for me. Yeah. Is I went, you're not going to believe this. Your mother wants me to preach. <laughs> I still laugh. Wants me to preach to the family. And said, my wife's reaction was so glad. She was like, what? Like, no, that would be a disaster. <laughs> like, she knows. Right. I'm not going to fit the mold that these people are expecting. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, my gosh. Hopefully you told her no. I went, funny enough, I did tell her no. And she's not backing down. She's like, really? I'm like, yeah, so I need you to, like, tell your mom I'm not going to do it. I will give my wife credit. She tried very hardly. Like, I could see that she felt bad for what she was about to say. Because <laughs> she did. <laughs> my wife is a very strong individual. She looked yes. very meek at this point. And she kind of curled down a little, cowered a little bit, and went, yeah, I can't do that. Wait, she can't do what? She can't tell her parents. That I'm not going to do it. She can't back me up. And I went, and I at first was shocked and went, whoa, wait a minute. I thought you didn't hear me. Yeah. No, honey, I'm asking you to back me up on this because I yeah. do not want to do it. Mm-hmm. And they won't take no, so I need you to like reinforce this with me. Right. That I'm not doing it. My spousal unit. And she <laughs> looked at me and went, I am so sorry, but I can't no. tell my parents no. What? Oh. Hey, you know I'm an avoider. Yeah. I did not avoid. Because <laughs> I think the button Amy pushed most was I think I felt betrayed. Not like in an affair sense, but right. like, you don't have my back. Yeah. And I was leaning against the hotel wall. That we were staying at. Mm-hmm. And when she like told me no again or even a third time, maybe I'm like, I don't think you're hearing me. Man, when I realized I was alone and felt betrayed, ooh, I mean, oh, I punched like, not like with my knuckles, because I think people are knuckleheads when they punch a wall with their knuckles, because you're going to break, <laughs> break your, <hand>. your knuckles. <laughs> so, but I was leaning against the wall and I just went, that's. Beep, wham, and just kind of hit it with my <laughs> forearm and side of my fist kind of a thing, which I'd never done, by the way. I, I don't know how long we'd been married, 10 years at that point. And ever since, I've never punched a wall in anger. Mm-hmm. One time in my life, this was it. <laughs> so I think it's safe to say this was about as angry of, as I have ever been. Happy family reunion. Yay. And I share this because of the listener's question. Because I get a little bit tired of people going, no, if my spouse does something wrong, the time is ruined. It's over. I can't meet me, me. Bunch of big crybabies out there. <laughs> Sorry. But it's true. And I hope you all feel validated. Yeah. <laughs> Please keep listening. Purchase our product. So I say this because I think everyone, like, can you can you empathize with how I might have been feeling in that hotel room? Oh, yeah. Right. I mean, that's pretty big. If your spouse isn't going to stand up for you against their parents. Yeah. On something they really should. And I'm wondering if actually that's more in line just outside of your specific. If that's like a thing with uh, women versus men. About like men are were much easier to like uh, stand against maybe like our parents to say no to them and women not as much. You know, that's very interesting because what's so weird is how strong my wife is. Right, like exactly. she is not a uh, I don't even timid know, person, like a timid, she'll, fearful. She'll let you know how she feels. She does, and 
That's interesting because you would think mm-hmm. she'd be like, "Yeah, let's go, let's go crush everyone." Ah, <laughs> oh. but with her parents, she couldn't. That'd be very. I've never done research on that. Oh, well, maybe we I should. I guess I have a research question. Yeah, hmm. you're welcome. So I like sharing this story because it's perfect. I think that this is about as angry as I've ever been on a vacation. Because the question, again, was during fun times, we need to enjoy each other. We need to call a timeout. And I tell couples this, and I share that story a lot in intensives with couples, because I want them to hear that you have a choice on how you respond to something stupid. Mm -hmm. And I will say this, Amy, that was uncool. It was. It was uncool. She should have had my back in in that moment. Wasn't her finest hour wasn't a disaster wasn't evil nothing to divorce over but it would have been nice Mm -hmm. to have her back and i've had her back with my family before and so yeah she blew that one okay i have now blown up escalated yeah yeah i had to beep can't even say what it said (laughs) i'm not afraid to admit that and so i'm like beep wham punch the walls well it was really funny because you could see Amy's face was like, what? Because I've never done that. And then my face was like, oh. And I quickly realized that was bad. Obviously, yeah. that was a terrible reaction to feeling betrayed. Right. And feeling yeah. isolated or whatever. And I knew it. And so I looked at my wife and said, I apologize. That was a very mean thing to blurt out. Obviously, I should have hit the wall, but clearly, I'm upset. So if you Mm -hmm. wouldn't mind, would you please give me some time alone in the room? And then I told her. I literally said this, even though I didn't feel it at the time. I will come out minimally with a fake smile on my face. (laughs) But I need to be alone right now. Because I do, I need to be alone because I was mad. Yeah. So she was like, okay. So she went out and all the kids were over at the hotel swimming and stuff like that. So she goes out. Now, I spent a good 20 minutes roughing that room up. (laughs) Right. I mean, I didn't break anything. But, you know, I did. I vividly remember grabbing a pillow. That pillow got a talking to. Yeah, Yeah. that pillow. (laughs) I love that. Yes, that pillow got a good talking to. But screaming into a pillow, because it's not appropriate. You can't go running around in public like a maniac. And I can't, you know, there's never a good reason to destroy someone else's property. Right. So, But I had to let some steam out. Mm-hmm. So that's fine. And then I swear to you, I walked out of that room because I knew this is a Wednesday. I'm preaching on a Sunday now. Because, because here's what I realized. And, and I even went to God. I, I really did. I started praying. And the Lord was like, really? <laughs> I've called you to be a pastor. Right. You are a pastor. What are you freaking out about? I'm like, yeah, but you don't get it. Because you're perfect. (laughs) And, I mean, the Holy Spirit convicted me and said, dude, this is literally what you do. Yeah. So you're really going to go and dishonor your mother-in-law and refuse to preach for the family just because you feel uncomfortable. That's really what it came down to. Yeah. I was like, wow, way to get there. I know. Shocking, isn't it? (laughs) And I went, ugh. So I knew. I'm not wiggling out of this. There's, you know, again, if I'm a plumber, maybe I can. I don't mean to pick on plumbers. Let's do something else. Electrician. If I'm an electrician, I could probably wiggle out of that. Like, I've never done that. 
it's right. I don't even know who God is. You know, whatever. Because you know about electricians. <laughs> like, electricians, a bunch notoriously. Of <laughs> so, so I left that room with a fake smile on, and resolute that obviously I'm not going to get out of this because I can't. And that's you know we talk about all the time. You got to honor God and honor others. Mm-hmm. I knew this would be very dishonoring to her parents if I just flat out refused. And here's what's important: is I left that room with a fake smile. It was fake. But it was slightly pleasant, probably not the greatest smile ever. But I went straight to the pool because I knew I need time to unwind to play, and I love to play. And I love goofing off with the kids, so I spent another couple of hours in the pool goofing off playing. I chose to be okay with something that I was being forced to do. I, no one forced me. I could have always said no. Right, But I am now choosing to do something to honor someone, even though I don't necessarily want to do it. And I'm telling you, my attitude changed. And by the time, what's funny about when you make those kinds of choices, by the time Sunday rolled around, I was sort of looking forward to it. <laughs> I was. Amy, we're driving to her parents' home. She's like, oh, my gosh, I am so sorry you're doing this. I went, you know what? Hey, maybe God will use this. But judging by the face you're making now, maybe things changed (laughs) or did not. Let's say my negative beliefs were fairly accurate. (laughs) So it was the most awkward 30 minutes of my life. Because I do what I can only do what I do. Right. Yes. Be funny. Be passionate about the Lord. (laughs) That didn't work so well in that crowd. They don't want funny. Interestingly enough, I've never been asked to do it since. Did you end up standing on the stool? Yes. No. Yes. Really? <laughs> they had the stool set up for me. Yes. I stood on the stool. That's horrible. Yeah, which is probably why it wasn't as funny as I normally am, because I was standing on a stool in a living room surrounded by savages. It's terrifying. <laughs> so I share all of that because taking a time out and protecting fun time is one of the most important things you're going to do as a couple. Mm-hmm. I'm just telling you. And I'm telling you, just from that story alone, I don't care what happens during your fun time. That is not the time to melt down and to destroy the rest. Because I could have. Right. I could have had a terrible attitude starting on Wednesday and just ruined it for everybody. I chose a different path. Sorry. That was kind of dramatic. <laughs> yeah. And I then, was like, okay. And then because you didn't bring your dongle, and we were recording two shows today, mm-hmm. I Look, kind of feel like I messed up the recording that's on my computer. You didn't. Okay. Don't bring up mistakes from the past. It's not very... Is um, it in the past, or is it still current? <laughs> so, <laughs> back to the question in protecting fun times. All right. So the question was about a timeout. And during a timeout at home, do you separate yourselves from each other to cool down or do you strive to achieve, quote, everyday normalcy? I'll, on a vacation. Can I take a guess on that yes, one? Yes, please. I would say yes. It's both. Because mm-hmm. depending on the length of the timeout. So if if the agreed upon timeout is like, hey, I just need an hour, then yeah, just like, Maybe just separate, be gone. But if you're like, hey, man, this is a big deal, so I, man, I need like 24 hours. During that time, you can't be neglectful no. of each other or your 
family responsibilities. Yep. So, like, if you're the one who typically cooks, mm-hmm. you need to still cook. Right. Like, yeah. you can't just go, hey, I'm not going to cook nope. for you because I'm, I'm on a timeout. Yeah, I'm on a timeout. I have to do that. Yeah, because that's not what a timeout is. Timeout is not being angry and stewing. Yeah. It's about gaining perspective. So you're right, sir. Yes. Good job. Hey, like I've been listening no, sometimes when you're I'm not reading articles. You're a liar and a thief. <laughs> so now on a vacation like mine, on that Wednesday when it first happened, later on I went, hey, I am going to want to love talk this, though, when we get back home. Mm. And so we didn't – I knew not to do it there because yeah. it's going to ruin fun time. So I just said, hey, I'd like to discuss this. And she's like, I totally get it. And so we waited until the following Monday. So I had to yeah, go. Almost a week. Yeah, Wednesday through Monday waiting to resolve that. And guess what, folks? I survived. We had fun. Yeah. We were able to enjoy our time together. Even though my wife had done something that was hurtful to me, I chose to forgive, but also to move on. To say, I'm going to deal with this later. Mm-hmm. Right now, I'm going to focus on having fun with my wife and my children yeah. and my in-laws. And because you had actually spoken to Amy and and said, "Hey, I do want to love this, love talk this later," you weren't uh, shutting down or avoiding either. You're actually putting right. a definitive. Yes. This is when we're going to handle this because that's what a timeout is. Yeah, when you call a timeout for those listening who might not know, is it's it's a lot like the timeout a coach would call in the NBA. Or the NFL, it's it's a time. It's not the timeout that you give your toddler, right? It's the timeout that, hey, we need to regroup. We need to get a better strategy. We need to come up with a better plan. Yada yada yada. Mm-hmm. So let's call a timeout and regroup later. But there has to be a specific amount of time that's established, right? So like, what I couldn't have done on that vacation is, oh, we'll talk about this later. No, that's not very nice. I have to say, hey, are you cool? Can we talk about this on Monday? And she goes, yep, then we're good. Because then if you say something like, hey, we're going to talk about this later, uh, the other person will always be on edge because they don't know yeah. when later is. So like, then they're walking on eggshells yep. the whole time. Like, is this later? How about now? Later? Have now? Hit, now? Have I hit later? Oh, now. Yeah, now so then they later. Can, yeah, you're not setting up them for success for enjoying life (laughs) yeah and what's important to know about a timeout is is there are things you need to do during a timeout but what was important for me is i had exploded right i punched the wall i said something i shouldn't have said and therefore clearly some major buttons got pushed right that's when you use a timeout Mm -hmm. is buttons have been pushed you've gotten really upset your next move should be, I need a timeout. Because when you're upset, that's like the last time. That is that is not the moment to have a healthy conversation. It's not going to go well. Right. So that's why I said I need minimally 20 minutes alone in the room mm-hmm. just to calm down. And then when I got out, I was able to interact in a nice, peaceful manner. So that that really does, that's important. So you do call a timeout, and you do take a break, and you can go to your separate corners. But like Amy and I, I'm on a vacation, so I can't just go off by myself for the next four days. I need to be cordial mm-hmm. and polite and honoring. Like, you don't ever get out of those things. Right. Even if you're upset with your spouse. But during a timeout, we know we need to pray, 
because I think oftentimes praying helps you take ownership, mm-hmm. right? So what does ownership mean to you when you hear that? Well, it's just realizing your part in yeah. whatever whatever happened and realizing, okay, what are the things that I could either be doing uh, or be doing differently, whether in a proactive way or not? Yeah, and taking ownership is huge because until you've taken ownership, you're not going to have a very humble attitude. Well, I am opening my app right now because I'm re- I'm realizing when you download the Reignite Your Marriage app and it's on basically any platform, just search for Reignite Your Marriage, you can click on when you launch the app on the home page, click on Use Love Talk Now, and in there, okay, is this little thing called the first thing you should do, take a timeout. You can click on that. You can listen again to a specific episode Seth and I did on it. But then you can also go on the Love Talk preparation notes. Dude, that is, you can literally click on that little button and you can fill out what buttons got pushed. You can fill out what your needs are. You can fill out what you're going to take ownership of. This app. And then what's the win-win solution? Yeah, I know. That's in there, dude. It's great. So I'm I'm just going to say I love this app. I think it's super, super helpful. So you guys should get it. But you use timeouts to protect fun time. I think that was one of the main goals of of this episode for me was I share that story about my in-laws because you can protect the fun time. I mean, couples get divorced, we know, because they get engaged in the conflict dance mm-hmm. where they're spiraling out of control and they're reacting in one or all of the four negative ways. And then you just stop having fun. Right. You don't enjoy each other anymore, and that makes it even easier to divorce. So when you're on a date, when you're on a vacation, it is critical that you protect that time. So with with timeouts, is there a length that's too long? Like, is it like, yeah, it's... Well, any length that is unestablished so that you didn't say, can I have a day, can I have two days, can I have three days, is going to be too long. So it does have to be spoken. Okay. Um, I mean, obviously, yeah, I would I would think there could be, but it just really depends on your circumstances. Okay. Yeah, I shared recently a live event. I had a woman call me. I mean, I don't know how she got my cell phone, but she, she I don't laugh. I mean, it's so uncomfortable. She's like, I just caught my husband in an affair. I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. No, I mean, like right now. I go, what do you mean right now? And in essence, she was home. Mm-hmm. went to go into her bedroom and her husband was in there with another woman and he was still there with the other woman. No. And this woman called me. No, I don't know how she got my number. I was like, wait, the they're still there. She's like, yeah, I need to go back in there and talk to her. I'm like, Whoa. <laughs> I'm like, no, no, you don't. I went, Hey, you need to call a timeout, go in there and tell them, obviously this is bad. But I don't think we need to talk about this until we can meet with Michael. I, they were going to a church that I was pastoring, and and so can we're let's not talk about this until Friday. This was like on a Monday or Tuesday, and so they had three or four days where they needed to not. I mean, good lord, yeah, you're just folks. You're not going to have a good conversation when you're initially devastated, right? Yeah. So ease up. So 
You just I need mean, to state I, something. You know, more than five to seven days. You know, look, if you're on a three-week vacation, yeah, you might need a three-week timeout. Hmm. I don't know. It just depends how big it is. Like, yeah. on a vacation, you should quickly call a timeout. And then during the timeout, if you realize, all right, I kind of overreacted, you know, and you realize this actually isn't that big of a deal and you can take quickly take mm-hmm. ownership. Sure. Come back and say, honey, I want to apologize. That was rude. And I, I acknowledge, you know, and maybe if that can. But, hey, if she's not ready yet, say, oh, sorry. All right. Let's keep the timeout. Let's discuss it when we get home. Now, can can your spouse um kick back on the length that you set for a timeout absolutely so i'm like hey babe i need two days on this yeah and then so shauna could be like no (laughs) (laughs) i mean that's funny oh amy and i go through this a lot where one time again in houston before we lived here i don't even know what the fight was over but we explode at the very front end of a 12-hour drive. And I'm <laughs> like, wow. Fun. And we're starting. I'm like, time out, time out. And, and I go to try to establish the time in. I go, hey, can we talk about this in an hour? Mm-hmm. No. Okay. No. Um, okay. Can we talk about this like in three hours? Twelve. I went, okay. <laughs> I'm like, Amy, 12 hours would be the entire length of this drive. I mean, would you please be willing to, like, meet me somewhere? Fine. And it was, whatever, six hours. <laughs> so, like, four o'clock. And what was so funny, she went all the way back. We had a Suburban. Mm-hmm. She went all the way back to the back, back, back <laughs> of the Suburban. And, like, uh, maybe two hours later, I went, hey, are you maybe open now? Or, nope. What time is it? Oh, yeah, it's only 12. It's yeah. not four. Four more hours, I'm buddy. like. Uh, and I tried again for fun at two, <laughs> knowing what was going to happen. Hey, babe, it's two. You want to maybe talk? Is it four? No, it's not. <laughs> yeah, we're going to wait till four. Now, Amy and I were being goofy, but you, yes, it needs to be a win-win. Hey, look, at the end of the day, if you believe in Christ and you claim to be a Christ follower, that means this world isn't about you. So did I think, like, on that petty example that we should have been able to talk within 20 minutes? Yeah. She didn't. So mm-hmm. what am I going to do? Am I really going to fall on the sword over six hours? Right. I mean, was it the coolest move? No. But how many uncool moves have I made? Lots. I mean. Plethora. Just look at me. I am one <laughs> walking uncool move. So, I mean, we need to have grace. We need to have humility. We need to lay our lives down for each other. And you will have moments in your marriage where you're doing it for your wife or you're doing it for your spouse, and you need to. And there will be other times where they're laying their life down for you. It's the ultimate. It's the ultimate thing you can do in a marriage is serve each other. So, yeah, just, I mean, seriously, don't get locked in over an amount of time. Now, if it really does feel punishing then i mean really your only other option would be to talk to a mentor and my Mm -hmm. guess is if you've landed at that place you don't even have a mentor oh yeah i'm calling it you know what i mean yeah because smart people seek the wisdom and counsel from smarter people 
And if you don't even have that stuff in your life, you probably are going to be pretty unreasonable. Sorry. But somebody has to say it. Mm -hmm. And I just did. We all need help. Yes, we do. (sighs) So I've already mentioned the app. The amazing app. What what thing, as we close the show, what, Seth, is your favorite thing, maybe, that you would like to mention? You can pick any of it. Don't have to go in order. Oh. I this can... is the thing that you're like, this is what I want to promote. Oh. Well, I'd like to promote my personal podcast. Oh, <laughs> that is so hurtful. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Thank you. If I'm impressed. Only, if only. No, I would love to promote our listeners... Um, engaging with us by by a couple different means. We have several. Um, On on a superficial level, a review. Yep. You know, it just lets us know. It's nice. Helps Mm -hmm. other people find us. Yep. Helps us know if we're doing a good job or not. On a deeper level, submitting a question. If you're listening and you're like, man, um, you guys said something that was really dumb, so I have a question about it. Yeah. (laughs) Which we would take those. Yeah, I, happily, happily. Uh, you can go to uh, smalleyinstitute.com and uh, ask a question right there, and we will answer it. And my favorite thing is our online course library. Yeah. It is, because we do. We have hours of video from our very best series, including all the ones from my father's, and they are designed to help you build a better relationship. So check them out at Institute. Well, Smalley Marriage Radio is brought to you by the Smalley Institute. If your marriage is on life support, reignite your relationship in only two days. Find out more online at smalleyinstitute.com or call us toll-free at 888-565-6462. To be somewhere near your voice was all I heard. I was shaking from a storm in me. Find out what's inside that church. From producer J.J. Abrams, critics are calling Overlord a thrilling combination of action and horror. And now it's 93% fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. Overlord, rated R, in theaters and IMAX November 9th. Directed by Julia Savory.